Welcome to another episode of Marketing 101 for Chiropractors, where we keep you ahead of the curve, attracting more new patients and growing your business. Now, here's your host, Dr. D himself. Everyone, welcome to another episode of Marketing 101 for Chiropractors. This week, we're talking about KPIs. If you don't know what that is, it's key performance indicators, and you need to have a set of these in your business no matter what you do. So let's get into KPIs. Key performance indicators are the anchors that hold your business accountable for the results that you want to get. In the short form, your KPIs are pretty much the way you're going to get to your goals. And you need to have solid KPIs in order to reach those goals. And some of you don't have any key performance indicators. And then you come up with one off the top of your head. And I'm like, okay, that can be like patient visits, like monthly. You guys go by the month for some reason. Uh, Monthly patient visits. I'm like, okay, that is is a KPI. But what else can we look at to under a microscope that will change the trajectory of our business if we improve them? every single time. And this is what we do with our coaching clients is we go through KPIs and we create a strategy on how to reach goals within those KPIs and then systems and procedures. So you set the goals, you create systems and procedures around the goals to reach those certain key performance indicators and the trajectory of a business changes quite quickly. So let's go through a bunch. You may do some of these and some of the other ones you might be like, man, That's a great idea. And that's the whole point of this podcast is for you to take some notes and walk away with a couple great ideas. Okay. So the common ones that we have in the chiropractic industry are, you know, patient visit average and revenue. We talk, we talk about those, you know, the patient visits per month and then the revenue per month. You guys all look at that, but let's go through that patient visits. What would be the KPIs total number of patient visits over a period of a month or a week? So you want to break down the new patients versus your reoccurring patients. And that's how you create the KPIs to go from there. And in order to grow, if you're in growth mode in your office, you obviously need more newer patients to grow and maintain or improve your retention rate. So then we have to create systems and procedures in there. And that's a completely different podcast for a different time. Actually, that's hire a coach and they will help you through that. That's the only way to do it because each business is so unique. So total patient visits is a KPI. Create that. If last year your average monthly visit was uh, 500 and this year you want it to be 600, that means you're going to have to grow 25 visits per week. I like weekly visits just because they're smaller chunks to digest. I like that. But monthly works too. So let's say you want to go from 500 to 600 visits per month. Uh, What does that do for your office? That's going to be a 20% increase in revenue if you did that. So that's fantastic. That's a great goal. That's a healthy goal. 20% growth is huge. Uh, so that that's how we reverse engineer. So patient visits, number one, KPI. What is that and how are you going to get there? Appointment attendance rate. This one is a fantastic metric that you should all be keeping track of. Appointments attendance rate. So when people book appointments, what is the percentage rate that they show up, both new and reoccurring of patients. How many are you rescheduling? How many are changing? And how many are no showing? And how many are canceling? These are important metrics to have in there. So that attendance rate needs to be very high 
Otherwise, having a scheduling program is completely useless if no one is maintaining their schedule. Does that make sense? So you have an accountability problem. We have a, a, a reminder problem. And then see, by creating these KPIs, you can then find the leaks in the bucket of the business and repair them. So these are really important. I'm going to give you 15 today. So record them or write them down or go back to the podcast and listen to them. But appointment attendance rate is huge. Is the percentage of scheduled appointments that are attended by patients. Okay. Then we have patient retention rate. Percentage of patients who return for additional appointments or follow-up visits. Now, this one can be confusing because what at what point do they are they considered a retention patient? So how many visits should they have to see? Do they have to finish a program first before they're considered a retention rate? Do they just have to convert onto a program and that's a retained patient? How does that all work for you and how do you divide that? The best way is depending on the three types of practice that you run. Acute practices are insurance-based and and fewer visits for patients. Those are acute-type practices. So I would say um, the retention rate on those practices are going to be quite low. But if you want to improve it, it'd be how do we convert acute patients into wellness patients? I completely skip over any type of uh, restoration plans, corrective plans. We go straight over into wellness. Be like, hey, great we helped you with that low back strain. Uh, Did you know chiropractic can help you for the rest of your life? by maintaining a healthy nervous system and converting insurance patients into cash. But you know, that's just an example. Then we have corrective type practices who have plans for people. And then we have wellness practices, which don't exist. They don't prove me wrong. They don't exist. So uh, wellness practices, you come on in, you're referred. And on day one, you know what you're getting into and you're joining a membership for the rest of your life. That's the conversation. If you want, if you ever have a chance to sit down with Dr. David Fletcher, that's the guy who who literally knows how to do it. And there's not enough time to sit down for him to tell you how to do this. But it's amazing at the psychoanalytical analysis he does with the patients and delivering the chiropractic message better than anyone I've ever met in our profession that that's and the patients are like, yep, I'm doing this for the rest of my life. Like that's how much certainty he exposes in that conversation. It's amazing to sit down with him. And another thing you should be doing in 2024 is getting in the right rooms with the right people to grow your business. And that's a plug for Get Booked Solid. In July 2024, in the Rocky Mountains of Canada, we're putting on a spectacle of an event. Of course, Dr. David Fletcher is going to be there, myself, some other great doctors um, and business providers that help you grow, scale, and just succeed. So anyways, that was my, hey, an advertisement. That's our first ever advertisement in a podcast. Very cool. Patient retention rate, revenue per patient visit. I call this the OVA, office visit average. What does the average visit cost or what does the average patient pay for a visit? So that's the revenue per patient visit. You got to set a goal. What is that? If our current fee is $50 for an adjustment, And you calculate this and it's 42, makes you scratch your head and wonder, where are they getting, how are people getting away with less than $50? Might be that you do care plans, might be that you bundle uh, care together. Maybe you have 10 visit packages for $40. You know, you give them 20% off for doing that, whatever it may be. And then it's lowering your office visit average. So that's one, revenue per patient visit or office visit average, whatever you want to call it. That's great. Average appointment duration. This is, do you guys know this number? Many of you don't. 
And then we call, you know, we tell you on a coaching call to get one of your CAs to time you and write down the time per visit for one full day. All 44 visits, all 44 visits, they record it on a piece of paper. Two minutes and 46 seconds, nine minutes and 15 seconds, eight minutes and 45 seconds, 15 minutes and 22 seconds, 29 minutes and 33 seconds. They're writing down everything on a, on a stop clock so that you can add up all those numbers, divide it by 44 and get your average visit time. That's really important. How do you build a schedule if you don't even know your average visit time? Usually we're refractory or reactionary to falling behind. We're like, oh, we got to change things. I'm always falling behind. And that's not the best. That's too late. Now you've already upset two people who've constantly waited for you and now they're finding another place to go, right? It's too late. We're trying to mitigate damages. So average appointment duration, that's number five. Your referral rate. What is your referral rate? Have you guys ever heard of referral rate before? What is your referral rate number for all the new patients that you get in a year? Let's say you get a thousand new patients in a year. That's a lot. Hang on. If you get 500 new patients in a year, how many of those patients referred to you? Five? That's a 1% referral rate. 10 patients referred someone to you? That's a, I'm losing track, 2% referral, you know, referral rate. 50 people? You know, that's a 10% return, uh, referral rate. You want to know that. Then by having that as a KPI, your referral rate, you write that down. How do we improve the referral rate from 6% to 10%? What does that do for your business? Isn't that amazing to reverse engineer that and create systems and procedures under referral rate? Your referrals will go up. Your conversion rate, again, depending on the type of practice that you go, what is your conversion rate? That's really important. Patient satisfaction score, not just your Google testimonies. Every single patient gets a clinical email and you score it. It can be Survey Monkey. It can be done by email. It can be done on a piece of paper where they score you out of one to 10, one to five, one to 100, whatever score you want. You just keep it consistent about their patient satisfaction. We do this in our office for progress exams at visit 12 or 24 if we miss it. So, visit 12, they get this. And on the bottom, how are we doing? How satisfied are you with your care on a scale of one to 10? If we see anything below a nine, we ask questions to improve. That's the point. Patient satisfaction score. That's number eight. Number nine, treatment outcomes. This is more of a clinical KPI, but you need those. You need, how are your outcomes? What are, what is the satisfaction rate of the outcome? Not just patient satisfaction score with the clinic, but your treatment outcomes. How much are you improving patients over time? You can use a VAS scale. You can use just going through your notes. All the data is in there. What about the KPI of revenue growth? What should your revenue growth be year in and year out? Month over month, year over year on a revolving calendar. So you don't just look at 2023 versus 2024. You look at, you know, what is it now? February 2024 through and back to February 2023 on a 12-month revolving calendar. Then you look the exact same dates from 2023 to 2022 and see how you did over those 365 days to these 365 days. You compare exactly apples to apples, not just calendar year to calendar year. Does that make sense? That's how you look at revenue growth. Then setting the goal. What should we what should what are realistic goals? 10%, 20%, 30%, 50%. We had 100 percent growths um year after year. Year one, year to 100, 125% growth. Then year two, we went 100 percent growth, exactly doubled. Then year four, we went. 20% growth. Right. There you go. And last year, two, 
5% growth. Whoa, Enrico, what? I'm not listening to you anymore. You suck. Well, there's a certain point you get to, and there's only, you know, uh, where growth is. We didn't hit our goals. We set a goal for 10. That was the lowest I've ever set, but it was realistic. Moving into a new building, we set a goal of 10%, and we hit one, a two, 2% two growth. That's okay. We're okay. Everyone's okay. We're good. Uh, marketing ROI. Marketing ROI. What's your return on investment on your marketing? How many of you don't even know this? If you don't know this number, how do you do any advertising? People are like, oh man, I spent twenty five hundred dollars to advertise. Yeah, what's your what what's your marketing ROI? What what, what do you want back on that? If you spend a hundred dollars, what do you want back on it? Four hundred, a thousand. I mean, that's what we want. Four to one return on marketing. If we do that, anything four to one, five to one. I mean, you're in you're in the clear for a very successful marketing program. So that's what we want. If we spend a thousand, we should be making four or five thousand dollars back. So people get upset when we're doing $1,000 in ads on Facebook and they get two patients who signed up for care that month. I'm like, well, what did they sign up for? They're like, four, you know, 2,000 and 2,000. Like, well, it's 4,000. 4, that's, that's the worst ad I ever want to run for patients, but I'm, for, for any client. But I'm like, that's, you, we did it. That's four, the four to one is the minimum. We want 10 to one. If you spend 1,000, I want you signing five patients onto care, 10,000. Then you would be doing this every month forever and ever because it creates $10,000 in return. Then you're like, well, hang on, let's put $2,000 into ads. Well, it's not exactly going to double. But anyways, a different podcast for a different day. So marketing ROA, what does it cost you to get a client? And then times that by four or five, and that should be your ROI, minimum, minimum. Remember, a two-to-one ROI, you break even. It's almost a loss. Three-to-one isn't worth your time really? You can, but you're going to drag. Those are those ads that you spend the money and you can barely get people to convert. And then four to one, you're like, hey man, this is worth it. Five to one, you're like, yeah, we're doing this every month. Six to one, you're like, oh my gosh. 10 to one, you're like, we're laying golden eggs. So, and then we go for it. That's the result, but you need to know those numbers. What about patient engagement? The level of patient engagement with the patient's online content, such as website visits, social media interactions, and email newsletter opens. Those can all fall under patient engagement. Out of all the emails we send, what is our open rate? Out of all the DMs we send people, what is the response rate? Out of all the leads we call from our advertising campaign, what's the response rate there? And there's CRMs that keep track of this for you. Like on our MailChimp, shows us open rate, bounce rate, click rate, all that great stuff. Those are there. And you got to keep track of these things and always trying to improve them. If you take insurance in the office, insurance re reimbursement rate, like let's say just use Medicare, for example, out of all the Medicare patients that you take on for care, what's your reimbursement rate? We were so bad at this because for years here and it was horrible. People were, we weren't getting paid and taking care of them. And then we finally cleaned this up. We now have a 100% insurance reimb reimbursement rate for Medicare. Do you know how? Pre-qualification getting it checked online, making sure it's authorized, and we only accept federal Medicare. That's it. We're not participating in anything else. And that's how we clean this all up to get to 100%. If you don't have this and you replaced it, we can't take care of you. Go find another office. Super cleaned up everything. That's what I want. 100% conversion rates, right? Uh, average wait time. Do you guys know what your average wait time is? Again, same simple task on a random day, any day of the week. You can probably do this twice on two random days just to make sure you get accurate data. Just timing people in the waiting room. How long are they waiting to get into a room to actually talk to a doctor? 
good stuff to do. And then improving those wait times. And then lastly, staff productivity, which I think I saved the best for last. Measure the staff's efficiency and productivity, including the number of patients seen per staff member or the number of appointments scheduled per day. Using simple metrics like that, and you could add more to that. Con- conversion rate, making sure um, the no-show rates go up just because we're calling patients, especially new patients the day before, maybe the morning of their appointment, just to reconfirm, make sure that they're showing up. Gives us a chance to rebook them, reschedule them, and not lose them. That's how we improve conversion rates. KPIs, folks. This is one of your weaknesses. I've helped a lot of you. It was mine. But until you don't make those changes, you're not going to notice improvements. You'll have no course of action for improvement. So really focus on key performance indicators. If you need help, ask questions in the group. Because they're all part of the marketing 101 for face for chiropractors group, I hope, on Facebook, right? If not, join. You can also join me in the Black Diamond Club. That's a higher level of engagement. It's a monthly fee. I can send you the link for that if you want to join us in there. This is where you get more engaged people. Uh, that are answering questions at a higher level for you. And not just me and and our team, but you get a higher level. I I highly recommend them. And then the next level after that for engagement is a coach. You hire a coach one-on-one and you just get pushed to the next level faster, right? That's how we, that's how, that's a trajectory of things. That's where people go. That's how Tony Robbins gets his people. It's like, Hey, if you need a life change, you come to one of my seminars and we're going to change your life. And he's one of the greatest showmen, on earth. He's got great content. So that's how you get engaged. Sitting alone and thinking you know how to do all this is one of the biggest mistakes you can make. There's some great tools out there too. Before we lose you here, TrackStat is one thing I've switched over to. It does all the things that, you know, review wave and sked and all those things do, but the, the metric system is amazing. Everything I just told you, all 15 KPIs that I just told you are tracked on TrackStat. And you can text back and forth with your patients. You can do this. Is not a plug for TrackStat. I actually prefer Sked. Sked's operational and is super user friendly for the patient and your office. Very clean, very crisp. I like Sked. I think they 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 are the top for sure as far as um, usability and IT and all that. It just makes it very easy on both ends for everyone to use it and very little problems. Tracks that a little bit more convoluted, but that's what you're signing up for is more detail on your metrics. So we love it right now. That's we decided to switch to that because we want to improve our metrics. We want to improve our KPIs. So it's a tool that will help us and has helped us. That's how we got rid of the Medicare thing. So that's a little plug for that. But look at these things. There's tools out there for you that do a lot of cool stuff that might work great for you as well. Take care. Keep doing what you do best. You guys are all great. Have a great week. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe, like, share, and leave a rating. It helps get our podcast out to more listeners. Also, join Marketing 101 for Chiropractors on Facebook or visit us at EnricoD.com for more information on growing and scaling your business.